Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a continuation from last week with Look for Him Part 2. The main text is Hebrews chapter 9, verses 26 to 28. This recording was a pretty lengthy one, and at the end of it, we had some issues with some pretty low voices. I tried to amplify it as best I could, so just bear with the recording, and hopefully everything will come up, and it will be clear. First, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. There's a word in the Bible that says the word in the Bible for love, which is the word agape, agape, H-E-A-P-E. The word agape means deep love, healing, yearning love, heart love, heart throb, heartbeat love, and that is the word in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And the name of also that Agape is love, a spirit. And to all them also that love deeply is always a spirit. Now, many of you love his spirit of Adelaide. He will be okay with you. You would mind. Of course, you would rather wait until after you buy that new dress or that new suit or get you a new car. If you don't mind, it's coming. It is okay with you if the preacher wants to get up and all of that. You don't mind. You, you will tolerate that. Accept it, and it is only, only right to preach about it because the Bible says it. But you are going to get excited about it. The Bible commands that we love deeply and yearning, yearning about love for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I would love to take part to the Bible and leave this out. We'll have to take John 3.16 and say we 
fun minutes, but we are not truly fun minutes until we love them. Appearing in the Lord Jesus Christ, for we love and disappear. We have laid up for ourselves a crown of righteousness, just like the Apostle Paul was saying. What does it mean that love is appearing? You recall those days of World War II, don't you? Your loved one was overseas. There was nothing but a picture on the mind. On the mantle. A star in it when they a few memories a letter once no occasionally. You wondered day after day if you ever going to live find out a good news game. Oh, I will never forget that day that the war was over. I was people just excited about me and the war was over. And I've known a lot of people that's in there. I've seen them. Uh, 82nd Airborne, where they're making paratroop drops. And I know that was a hard thing to do. And there wasn't nothing exciting about it. But when the war was over, they was tickled to death over it. They never had to make another drop. You took that picture of the man, though. And he came home again. Little children began to say, Daddy's coming home. Mother said, Son, is coming home, sweetheart said. He's coming home. Why well, said husband's coming home? The ships were full of the chant of Harvey. Every day you wanted, you waited. You could hardly wait for this day for to come. Every moment of your life, you live for him to come home. And then the day happened. It took place. He came. You met him. He was home. The thrill of the love. That's what Jesus means. Our life should be consumed with loving the appearing of our wonderful Savior. He's coming someday. The clouds of glory shall break. Open and the Savior will come for his bride to take us as a spotless church and present us spotlessly before them. Those of heaven and Father, every day we should say, Come, 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 Lord, come. Tomorrow morning when you get up, why don't you say, Is he going to come today? Tomorrow night, when you go to bed, why don't you say, Jesus, come tonight while I am asleep. Next morning, when you wake up, say, Jesus, come come today. And love it, agape, like love. But deep in mind and yearning love, begging for the Savior. Come over to come again. Our attitude toward his coming, to preach it, to look for it, to pray for it, to love it, and then to well, to comfort be comforted by his coming. What a wonderful chapter is First Thessalonians chapter 4 where it says the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The entire story of this program of this coming is told in First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through 9, 17 and in closing, the Lord says, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Don't misunderstand me. And don't be critical of this statement for I think about here. Somewhere we Christians need some growth in grace. We love the idea that comforts down the days. And some soft, smooth, and hopeless, helpless word from someone with a saddened 
For example, you're in a bad city, desperately is it evil. And the preacher comes and says, Mr. So-and-so, may we have a little bother be near to you. That's what we, we call comfort. This is all right, but I know something better. I can say, Mr. So-and-so, Jesus may come and take you out of this place. The Bible says that is real comfort. If you want to comfort someone who's about to die, you tell him Jesus may come before he dies. This is comfort. Now you want to comfort those who have laid a loved one to in the grave and they walk away with everything. Turn to brass and their hearts are empty and their lives forsaken it seems as if nobody cares. You tell them that the grave is going to open someday and their loved ones will come out of the grave. The people will find real comfort in that. Somebody, you want to comfort somebody who has a serious illness, you remind him that when Jesus comes in clouds of glory and all the holy angels with him, there will be no pain, there will be no suffering, there will be no sorrow, there will be no heartaches, there will be no funerals, there will be no hearses, there will be no handkerchiefs, there will be no hearse, there will be no tombstones, there will be no caskets or coffins, comfort one another with these words. No use to look up to die. No use to look to die when Jesus is going to come. A famous preacher was dying, always said that Jesus was going to come in his lifetime as he was dying. Someone came to his bedside and said, they said, you are dying. He said, you tell them they are dying. Lying. You tell them they are lying. What do you mean? He said, looking for Jesus to come, and I believe he's going to come back before I pass on. That is what I mean, comfort one another with these words. We would appreciate it, we would love it, we would pray for it, we would love it, look for it, and we would be comforted by it, then I say, close and we to be prepared for his coming. First John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father had strode upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath his and him purified himself even as he is pure. The reason some of you folks have dirty lives it's because you are not looking for Christ to come. The reason some of you young people have in your album records that are filthy and sexy and vulgar is because you do not realize that Jesus Christ should come while you play in those records. The reason some of you men have some preachers where you work of ladies pose immodestly is because you not looking for Jesus Christ to come and find pictures like that on your wall. The reason some of you ladies have those true stories and modern romances and confidence magazines tucked away in your library where the preacher can't see them is because you do not realize that Jesus Christ might come back while 
you're reading that trash. The reason some of you friends go out on the dance floor is because you do not realize that Jesus Christ could come again while you are in the dorms of somebody else's wife or husband. The reason why the many, many of our ladies clothed themselves in monsters because they are not looking for Jesus to come. Precious friend, would you eyes upon the heavens and realize that in my any moment of shout the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel should break up the heavens. The graves could open the dead in Christ could rise and Jesus Christ could find us at any moment doing any given thing. It would change our lives completely and help us to purify our lives for Jesus' sake. Did you know why come to church on Sunday night? I want Jesus to come on Saturday night, and I find me in church. Did you know one reason why I come to Wednesday night? Because I would not want Jesus to come back and find home watching the bride's fight while somebody's teaching Revelation down at the church. Wouldn't you be embarrassed if Jesus came out next Wednesday night while you were watching Dynamite Gun knock out Joe Beluga? And the Bible was being taught at the church over over so tonight for real Bible Christianity where people look for the coming of our blessed Lord. Go ahead and say what you want to say. Call me a fanatic, call me a nut, call me a nit, nitwit, call me crazy. But I'm telling you, the reason the world laughs at us Christians is because it knows we're not dedicated to our Test of serving Christ. I'm looking today for his glorious appearing. My precious friends, some of you have things in your life which you are not going to give up. You don't like the idea of some little preacher pouring his finger in your face and telling you about your sins, but thank God some will. You have some sins in your life that are reproach to Jesus Christ. And and you ought to say, by God's grace, I believe he could come at any moment, and I don't want Jesus to come and find me doing something that would be a reproach to the gospel of Christ and the blessed word of God. My precious friend, Jesus is coming back. Jesus, if he is going to come back, come again, and we are not ready for his coming, we are the biggest fools of all. I'm so happy that if Jesus Christ blows and indeed in Christ shall rise, I too shall rise to meet him in the air. What should I have to be toward his coming? We should love his coming. We should love, look for his coming. We should preach his coming. We should be comforted by his coming. We should pray for his coming. We should prepare for the coming of our Savior. May I ask you this question? Suppose Jesus had come back last night at 10 o'clock. Thank you. Suppose Jesus had come back last night at 10 o'clock. Think, were you there? Where, where were you? Would you have been happy for Jesus to come last night at 10? Suppose Jesus Christ were to come back this Wednesday night at 7.30. Would you be pleased to him to find you where you were last Wednesday night? Suppose Jesus Christ were to come back and find you in those places where you... Lord, I am simply saying this. We should live every day so that Jesus would be pleased 
Breathe, 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 breathe. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I love you. I want you to be pleased when Jesus comes. I want you to have the joy of being ready and prepared for his coming. I wouldn't hurt you. I have no desire in this world to take a sermon and hit you in the head with it and say, I've got you back. I have no desire for that. Not a bit, but oh, if I could cause some to prepare for his coming, if my God's mercy and my God's grace, some would forsake them, those sins. Preacher, tonight pray for me. There is something in my life I would be if Jesus came and found me doing it. I tonight want you to pray for me. I want if you would lift your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's listening tonight. And I'm asking you just to bless in a special way. I want you to know God loves you and died for you and shed his precious blood. If you receive him as your personal Savior, he's coming back to get you. And I want you to know that. He loves you and shed his blood for you. And he's coming back. I know this, and if you're looking for him, you'll, you'll be blessed by his coming. I know this, if you're not looking for him, you won't be blessed. Can I say this from, from the bottom of my heart? I love anybody that's listening to this sermon, and I hope and pray that I get some response out of it. I hope and pray that you wake up. We've got too many dead churches, too many dead Christians. Too many churches are not preaching the full gospel of Christ. And just pray, God, that you'll listen to this message, take it to heart, and hide it in your heart. And every day when you wake up, and when you go outside, look up and see if Jesus is coming. So that's going to be a blessing to you, and you're going to love it. And you'll be happy with it. Some of the things that uh, we've done in life, thank God he put everything under the blood. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.